another day. All right, let's ride. ride episode number 70 i'm still black out and this is actually times 10 the amount of episodes i thought i would be doing they say you got to do seven to be consistent and i've surpassed that a long time ago so this is kind of like a landmark episode for me on some personal shit but anyway moving on to what i want to talk about today make your free throws and for me when i say that automatically you should think basketball but for me it's a metaphor for life and I'm going to apply it to a couple of other things I talk about and uh, as we get further into the podcast. But this is something I, I'm not going to say I created, but it's just something I thought of when I was talking to somebody I work with. I got a guy who's uh, in a lower pay grade than me where I work. And right now he's receiving a lot of accolades because he's really in competition with no one else. There may be like one or two people who do the same thing that he does. But as far as um, them being recognized, they don't get the same recognition because one, they don't strive for it. And two, they just ain't fucking with him. And for a long time, it was just him. He was the only person in that spot or at his level. So he was just basically getting like employee of the month every month or something. If, if that's the best way for me to equate it. He was consistently getting the same award over and over. And... I think that he would deserve it even if he had competition, but right now he really doesn't have any competition. So I was talking to him about it, about preparing for his his, uh, his little board or whatever, whatever, going to ask him questions and kind of see where his head was at and do things that would help him get promoted. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in there. It's going to be easy. I'm going to win again. And I had to kind of check him real quick, and I said, hey, bro, just remember, it's not always going to be like this, so make sure you make your free throws. Do everything you would do as if you were competing with somebody else and go in there and knock these shots down because if you continue going on this path you're going on, sooner or later your competition is going to get a lot tougher and you need to be ready for it. So that's why I named this one, this episode, what I did. Because in life we go throughout life Sometimes we get shit handed to us and then we don't appreciate it. It's free. Here you go. You can have it. Do what you want with it. And people tend to tear shit up. Like, especially as a kid, you get something you didn't pay for it and work for as a gift. That shit be broken a week. Or you lost it. You threw it under your bed and just left it. Basically took it for granted. And um, I really want to drive that point home because I think that we do that in life a lot and don't even realize it. But if we... If we practice on making our free throws and focus on the basics, I feel like we'll be all right. Because a lot of us, I'll say in the black community, a lot of times because of what on the surface we appear to, to value as, part, as far as people that, are, um, that we look to, usually a lot of people and um, a lot of celebrities, I want to say, like say music, sports, TV, 
all that shit. It's usually like a lot of celebrities, not so much people in regular occupations that we can actually attain if we went to go do it. It's like I said a few episodes back when Killer Mike was telling people to go get a trade if possible. Like, it's cool to go to want to be all this shit, the president, the basketball player and all that. But he said, make sure you go get yourself a trade so you can feed your family while you're trying to do all that shit. And my my reasoning behind all of this is that sometimes we, we shoot for the stars without working on the basic shit. And he can, this guy's having all this early success, he could end up wanting to be the guy that's all the way in charge. But not realize he's been handed steps and it's not going to be that way when he gets up to where he wants to go. So he's moving up thinking he's going to be at the top, but he has to get through second, third, fourth, and fifth level. And if you don't have a good foundation trying to get there, or even when you do get there, you're going to fucking fail. Because we've all come across bad leaders. And bad leaders are bad for the organization as a whole. They pass on bad habits and sometimes don't recognize talent when it's in front of them because they've been given everything. They haven't been taught to to seek out other ways to get shit done, to fight for any position. They've always had it right there in front of them. So they tend to not to not focus on what it takes to actually grind. And that's that's another thing I want I'm gonna be talking about is just working, making it work. Even if you get something handed to you for free, treat that shit like you worked for it for ten years. And that way you'll value everything that comes your way. And when people seeing you value something that comes your way, it's gonna have an effect on them. Cause if you look at if you look at life in relation to like sports or whatever, or even singing, there's a there's a million singers out there. Not everybody makes it. That that talent isn't so far off. Is it it isn't that rare. There's lots of people that can sing, but only so many people grind and work hard and go out and put the effort in to get noticed and to get recognized. All they gotta do is hit these wickets and they'll be in a spot where they can be seen in, in, a, in a brighter light if they so choose. But some people don't and just think it's gonna come to them and they complain about the shit. And that's not, that's not what we wanna do. That's not what people that I wanna surround myself with wanna do. So if I got the opportunity to pass this on, because I'm seeing this as it happens to him, it happened to me, and I failed and took the shit for granted, thinking good things were just going to come my way, and they never came my way again until I busted my ass and I worked for it. And that's that's the that's a, a message that I think that can be helpful for anybody, but a lot of it, a lot of what I'm saying is things I want to resonate in the black community. So if you ever listened to any of my podcasts before, especially the last one, was in my brain really honest what I said. This is another one. This portion, if you could take this message and mold it somehow to, to your life and pass it down to somebody younger than you, it's a good message to have. Just put your own spin on it and make it work because this is just all coming out of my brain. If you look at us in the black community and the people I say we look to a lot of times, you get kids striving to be that. And they don't want to be nothing else until it's too late. Or they get to a point where it's like, damn, if I would have worked towards this, I could have had X, Y, and Z job out of high school. I may not even needed to go to college if I didn't want to. And if you look at athletes even, if you look at kids that watching athletes, a lot of times when you see us, we're trying to imitate the, 
them dunking, them crossing each other up and shit, them making the, the no-look pass and all that, even the football, them juking or them diving out of bounds, catching the football, them making the big hit. No real fundamentals. No true understanding of what's going on. So when I say the phrase make your free throws, it means basically master the basics so that you can better help the team. And that team can be your family or your community as a whole. Because if you look at players in the league, not all of them are doing these ridiculous dunks. Not all of them shoot from damn half court like Steph. A lot of these guys do certain things right. They dribble, pass, shoot, and play defense well. And that's going to help any team. I don't give a damn who you are. They all want guys who can shoot well, who are willing to pass the ball, and that play good goddamn defense. And in footballs, be good at your position, understand the, um, the scheme you're in, and make it happen. But if you don't know the basics, if you aren't doing the shit like going to practice, reading the playbook, understanding the scheme, watching film, that's the shit that I'm talking about. Making your free throws, you have to look at how your body's positioned. You got to visualize that shit. And I'm, I'm telling you this because I'm going through it right now, like in real life in relation to basketball. I had a shoulder surgery a while back, and I haven't been on the court. So I'm like I told y'all a couple of podcasts ago, I'm trying to get back right. But my goal is not to go be on the court dunking and shit. I know my limits. I'm 36 years old. That ain't the game I need to be trying to play. I need to be that old motherfucker in the corner ready to receive a pass and knock down his jump shot or make a pass and get back on defense. I'm trying to be that old motherfucker there. That's what I'm trying to do. But for me, it starts with me being able to do basic shit. I'm going out there and shooting alone. The most basic shot you can make is a free throw. So that's what I do. And I watch the pros and I listen to a psychiatrist tell me how he, when they go through shit with these guys, when, one of the things they tell them is establish a routine. Take a deep breath. Calm yourself down. Visualize what you're about to do. And then shoot. And if you watch any good basketball player or any good free throw shooter, you see they get to the line, they go into their routine, whether they dribble the ball once, they don't dribble at all, they take a deep breath, they go through their movement, they release, and if they're good and they're, everything's consistent, they knock down shots. They make their free throws. They make themselves comfortable. They make it routine. A perfect example is uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's now with the New York Knicks. When he gets to the free throw line, he looks. And he asked all his players, I think, he asked his teammates, who you got? Who you got to make sure that they know who their assignment is. But he also does it as a routine to get himself into doing the same thing. And his free throw shooting percentage has jumped. So when I got my black ass out in the basketball court, that was my thing I wanted to do. Because if I'm playing with a team or playing one-on-one, -on -one, one of the things I need to do is make sure that I have a set way I want to do things. I want to position myself right and shoot at the right time and get my release right. So I did the same thing that he did. I went and started shooting free throws. Um, I got my routine down and started knocking them down. And if I missed, I would run and get the rebound. And more than likely, I'd be right up under the basket and I would just shoot from right up under the basket because that's something else basic. If you, can, if you get the rebound, there's no reason for you to run back all the way out to the three-point three line and try to shoot from there. No, put the ball back in there, and then I go back and I shoot more free throws. Then if I get a long rebound, then I may shoot from out there just to kind of break it up a little bit. But my focus is on 
being able to knock down free throws and then make shots close to the basket. Because if you can do that effectively and understand how the ball goes off the backboard and goes into the hoop and it becomes routine for you, that's going to leak into your game. And when you're actually in the game situation, muscle memory take over and you can be more successful. But it's all about doing the basic things, making sure you're, you're tracking on what you should be doing so that when you get into a situation, you automatically know how to react and do things the right way. Because everybody doesn't have the gifts that like LeBron James have. And they have to work their way into to being successful in the league. And one of the ways you can do that is by mastering the basics. And one of the basics is making the free throws. Taking the time to do little shit, even when it's right there in front of you. I can, I can probably run up and hit this layup right now, but you still going to have to shoot. It's not going anywhere. You still got to understand the basics of what the basics is what you're supposed to be doing. And don't take it for granted because a free throw could win or lose you a game. If you look at LeBron James now, he's struggling with free throws. But if you also if you watch him, his routine isn't, isn't the same. And that's something he's trying to build back into his game, but that's somebody who's been given so much, like naturally gifted, that the game comes easy to him. Not to say that he doesn't put in the work, but the game comes easier to him because he's, he's gifted for it mentally and physically. And he loves it, so he does it all the time. So he's working on knocking down three-pointers to make him a bigger threat to the defense. But at the same time, he needs to be able to hit those free throws because he's constantly going to the rack and he's going to get fouled. So it's just about not, think, not taking anything for granted. And then when you, even when you get something free, you work for it like a goddamn dog so that people who know that you got it for free, they even feel like you deserve it. Like, well, he got this handed to him, but on the day-to-day, that's a bad motherfucker anyway. So I'm not even upset with him getting that. And then recognize your natural gifts and accentuate those and and improve those as well. Don't waste the gift that you have. Make that shit work for you. But never forget the basics and, and make the right decisions and do the right things and it'll pay off for you in the long run. And I know I went on a rant about it, but that's just... It's just something that I don't see a lot of people doing. Like I was guilty as a kid. Every little kid, when you, when you, if you grew up in the '90s and like in the Jordan era, and you got like a crack in the sidewalk or something, you got like a lower goal. You trying to dunk from that fucking crack that's goddamn 15 feet away. But what if you went out there and just tried to shoot from a de- from a decent from a decent range and then worked your way out? How much of a better basketball player would you be, or would you have been at a younger age? Just like the people like, hey, I want to um, I want to get into the music business. I'm going to get my demo. But do you study music at all? Do you study music management at all? It's right there. But you're trying to get, you're trying to catch lightning in the bottle versus doing what can get you right there. If you study music, you'll do better at music. Learn to play an instrument if you want to make beats. It's music you should enjoy. If you look at one of the best rappers in the game right now, J. Cole, he's educated. He went to school. I believe he has a degree in English. <laughs> that could be, I could be wrong, but if you look at how he puts his rap together, he's, he's an educated guy. He's gifted, yes, but he's also very educated. and understands how words work. And he's, one, and he's the guy now reaching out to the youth that people didn't think would do that. 
and he reaches back and gets on these songs with guys. So, I mean, it's just it's just a different way of looking at shit. And I ain't saying we all like that. I know a lot of us see different jobs and industries we want to work in. We go be a part of that, but it doesn't get highlighted. And I just want to make sure that I'm doing my teeny tiny part and whatever teeny tiny part I play in anybody's life to say, hey, maybe think about doing X, Y, and Z. And maybe you don't take this for granted. Maybe you value everything that you get and everything that you work for and you go a little bit further in life. And you just and you practice it. Practice things you like to do and get good at it. I like doing this. I like to talk. So guess what? I'm doing this. Do what you can to be efficient at it because if you look at it, efficiency kills inefficiency almost 100% of the time. And my example is that Golden State Warriors. They shoot a lot of threes, but they're efficient at shooting threes. They move the ball well. And you know what? They win. They play defense well. They move the ball well. They shoot well. Championships. New England Patriots. They're effective. People may say they cheat. That could be true. I don't know. But if you look at what they do in practice, they know what they're doing. They, they shot their free throws. They know what's going to be given to them. So now when they step up to that line before the play goes off, they already know what the outcome is going to be for the, for the most part. Positive yardage, first downs, touchdowns, wins, championships. If you don't believe me, check the stats. They win. That's why the NBA does shit like, like they measure plus minus analytics and all that stuff because doing those things right matter. The point guard efficiency, quarterback, QBR, all that shit matters. But it's about doing what you should be doing every day, mastering your skill set. And one of those things you got to do is, hey, it's free. I know what I got to do. Go do it. Knock down that free throw and go on with your day. And that's all I really got on that subject until I get into this other shit I want to talk to you guys about. Now, for some terrible news, uh, one time for the people that passed away in that uh, Ethiopian flight, that's terrible. They lost everybody on that flight. It's awful. It's a damn shame. I wonder, I don't know what went wrong, but I saw that all over the news. Ethiopian airline flight went down. Everybody on there died. One time for all them people. There's like four Americans on that plane. It's a damn shame. And um, other news. A jaguar attacked a woman at a zoo. Now, this woman was attempting to take a selfie with the jaguar, so I can only assume that she had her back turned at some point. At which point the jaguar grab, uh, grabs her arm with its paws. People, I understand we get excited. We want to go to the zoo, see these exotic animals, but they're still wild. Do not get close to them. Do not touch them. And I don't mean to laugh, but this selfie shit is getting out of control. Like, I, I don't think I've said much about it, but. Everybody knows at this point it's getting a little bit out of control. When they made a whole industry designed around sticks so that you could take pictures of yourself, that told me that this shit is getting a little wild. You know, how close did how close is close enough? Like I'm thinking shit, because it didn't say the Jaguar escaped. It said the Jaguar attacked her. So she had to be mighty close to that cage. I don't know what made her think that was safe. I don't know what made her think that was smart. I do know she definitely learned a life lesson. Definitely. Even after Harambe died over some bullshit, somebody not watching that damn kid, and you over here leaning up against the cage getting attacked by the damn Jaguar. We got to do better, people. We got to do better. 
also in sports, Antonio Brown ended up getting traded from Pittsburgh to Oakland. I don't know what Pittsburgh got for him, but apparently when he got to Oakland, he got a bag. So congrats, A.B. Hope you're happy. Wish you much success over there in the AFC West. Have fun with uh, Derek Carr and the rest of those guys. I think Beast Mode's coming back. Have a ball, man. Do your thing and uh, score touchdowns. Keep being entertaining. A.B. Now, for me to get into the other part of this podcast, my terrible segue game. Earlier, I talked about making free throws and shit and um, doing things right in life, basically. So I'm going to poorly attempt to tie that into this this, uh, shit that's been in in the news lately. And um, shout out to Gail King, Gail Queen, as I call her, um, because she definitely is well-versed in doing her job and doing things the right way and practicing her interview game because she had to in order to be sit straight-faced in that damn R. Kelly interview she did and um, not cuss him out. Like, she sounded like somebody's mama listening to her lying son in that, in that damn interview. And, look, I'm not going to trust no man with that much Beijing in his head anyway. Whatever the fuck that shit he had, ass hair or in his hair, whatever you want to call it, I'm not trusting no man that has that much shit in his hair any goddamn way, Robert Kelly. You look crazy. But more about her, the way she handled it, I thought was great. She remained calm, even when he was in there wilding the fuck out. And she did a great job. Great interview. Let him talk when he needed to talk. And she challenged him when she should challenge him. And it came out very well. She was so prepared, she didn't have to do much work. She asked a question or two. He got to run in his mouth. She, mm hmm, mm hmm, let it go, stopping when she had to. And then. He said with his head, but she, even though he got up after the fool, she maintained control of it at all times for the most part. And uh, I think she did well. I think she did well. What he was saying still didn't make any damn sense to me. And then the, they had the two women there who had been um, around him since they were in their late teens. I still don't understand that dynamic completely like y'all are together with him. But are y'all together as well? Is it one, is it like a group thing or is it like just... She got her time with him. You got her t- your time with him. I don't know. None of my business, but it's just a curious situation. And then the parents looking crazy. Again, parents, that's a free throw. You know this man has been accused of dealing with young women. You brought your kids to where he was at, to his concert, and now she gone with him. You bricked. <laughs> you bricked. All you had to do was like, hey, we want to go out. There's a concert in town. Who was it? R. Kelly. Hell no, nah, we ain't going. No, you took your ass right on over there. You bricked. Stupid shit. <laughs> now you're on TV begging for her to come home. But you brought her there. It's craziness. Um, in the same vein, I caught up with that Finding Neverland documentary. I started it last week, and I finished both parts this week. And um, I don't really know how to feel about it. I just... I, I don't know. I just deleted the music out of my phone. I'll say that. I don't know if Bruh's innocent or if he's guilty. I can't make that distinction. I just know it's best for me to step away from the situation. As a fan, as a former fan for right now, my fan, I'll say my fanhood is in limbo. 
So it's better for me to just delete it off the phone for now. And then if other things come out that he was he didn't do all this shit, then it's cool. And uh, social media is a tricky thing because I put that up on social media. Hey man, I, damn, it's not. It was it wasn't like I'm glowing like I deleted all Michael Jackson's music. Fuck him. It was like I deleted all Michael Jackson's music, and I was just sitting there like, damn. I had to get it out of my phone. But the crazy, the wild thing was the response people gave me on it when they were telling me, like, all the reasons why they felt whatever. And I'm, because some of it was like, damn, bro, you did that. And I was like, yeah. And they was like, well, after seeing the documentary, I understand. A lot of it was opposite of that. Like, oh, they're trying to get him for this and the third. Which I understand the argument because that's the argument that had been put out there a lot by the media so that is not true he didn't do these things cool same thing with r kelly my situation my belief with the r kelly thing was because of the Aaliyah situation as soon as i figured out how old Aaliyah was and that he actually married her his credibility to me went out the window i'm like nah he did whatever they say he did so that's why i stood with that and it was easy for me not to really give a damn because I wasn't really a fan of his music like that. Maybe four or five songs out of his old catalog I, I, I messed with. But for Mike, I love Mike's music. If you ask me who was the baddest motherfucking entertainer of all time, I tell you, hands down, no question, Michael Jackson. After watching his documentary, he's still probably the greatest talent I've seen or the greatest product of a team putting somebody out there that I've seen. But this documentary makes makes me, it, it's got me feeling tight, kind of shaky. Like I don't know what to believe, and I'm mad that I got to be in the spot where I'm saying that. It doesn't make sense. In my brain, I should be able to just be like, nah, that's bullshit, he didn't do it. But everybody's saying the same thing, the same thing we've been regurgitating for 20-something years. It's like, oh, he didn't have a childhood. Okay. That's cool. He's grown. Well, he rest of the day he's grown now. The man was grown. And that man, not to speak ill of him, made bad adult decisions. Now I don't know what happened, but I will say this. No and no way do I mean to disrespect his legacy or anything like that as I don't know what happened in those rooms but I will wholeheartedly say that this is an individual that had resources if he had issues without growing up with it as a, having a childhood or whatever if he had issues like that he had the resources to get help that's point one. My second point is he made bad decisions. He made decisions that put himself in a spot that he could be accused of that. That's all I will say in reference to him and these accusations. He made bad decisions that put him in situations to where he could be, that there's even a possibility that that thought can enter your mind. I'll say that. And I caught some flack 
with a couple other homies actually for you know making my statement about deleting the music, and they're giving me all the reasons. Well, he was he owns the Beatles masters, and he was trying to buy Sony, and it's all about the money. And I get that because that's the same way I was on before I watched it, and even while I was watching the shit. Because when you got the dude, um, I think one's name is Jim, or something like that, and you got the dude Wade uh, Roberson or whatever, when they're talking about him going and taking the stand and testifying on behalf of uh, MJ and him completely shutting it down and refuting all the evidence or refuting the claims that he was doing this to people and then him coming back years later and saying this shit, you look like a fucking clown. It's like, why the hell would you get up there and tell a lie and expect me to believe you now, right? Which makes total sense. Why would you go out there and tell a lie and expect somebody to believe you now after all this time? The answer to that is money. People say, well, it's all about the money. I can understand that 100%. But then I look at, I'm looking at his life. And I'm looking at this objectively because my first thought is I want to go into this not believing him at all. But as I watched it, and I saw what evidence they had as far as phone calls and and the video and the pictures and shit. It's like, it, it looks shaky. The amount of time that he allegedly spent with this kid, to me, is disturbing. Them moving to a lady to be closer to him is weird. It's kind of off. And then them saying that as he got older, he stopped fucking with him as much and apparently had a new friend, a new young friend he was trying to help turn into a star. It, it, it gets weird. And then I look at it as this, as this kid grows up and um, he begins to be a choreographer. And the kid's good. He starts working with uh, NSYNC and Britney Spears, and he's choreographing whole tours and shit. So I start thinking objectively again. It's like, well, at this point, he's not really dealing with Mike to that level. And he's got his own thing going. The tours, choreographing the tour for you working with Britney Spears and Sync. Your, your name is out there. You're getting some money for that. That's not nothing that's going to, you know, be done by somebody that doesn't have any funds. You got to have a decent resume for that to happen. You started at the studio, you end up teaching classes, and now you choreographing for these these top artists. It's like you you built your your personal brand. So I, as I look at it further, I get to thinking, well, what does he really have to gain from this? Now, of course, the, the monetary thing, right? Of course, that's there. But what the thing is that stuck in my mind is that, well, he knows what we know, at least as a general public. He knows everything that we know. He knows that. We don't know what he knows. Because if you look at it, him and uh, MJ had some sort of relationship as far as them knowing each other. Not saying anything crazy, but they had some sort of relationship where they knew each other and spent time with each other. So we know that. 
with him knowing what we know and what we don't know, he also knows that as soon as he comes out and says this, people aren't going to believe him. Now, this is a man who's a choreographer for a living. And if you come out as a choreographer who's supposed to be attached to MJ and you, you make these accusations, that's going to create a ripple effect around what you do for a living. So in a way, with you working with the music industry, you could be jeopardizing your livelihood. So why would you do that after so long when your credibility is going down each time if it wasn't what you, would, what you feel is true, if it isn't something that actually happened? That's my thing. It's like, why would you jeopardize all this when you've already moved past this? This man has passed away. He's gone. Nothing else can happen to him. Why would you bring this up now if you didn't, you know what I mean, if you denied it earlier? Because, like I said, that's only going to lower your credibility with people. People aren't really going to be fucking believe you. So that's the one thing about it that kind of fucked me up. And then him saying, yeah, he did sleep in the room with these kids or whatever. That's terrible judgment. Because I, I can't confirm or deny what these guys went into graphic detail about. Because for 90% of this shit, I was like, man, this is bullshit. When I sat and thought about it, I'm like, man, this is it's a lot of detail. There's a lot of detail and a lot of things that wouldn't make sense either way so I said you know what I'm going to just delete the music for now and I get back to it if it's settled if it's not I'm just going to have to do without it but that's just how I felt about the situation and you know some of the some folks gave me a hard time about it but I'm like look, look you know if you look at it objectively it looks spooky it looks suspicious enough for me to be like you know what I'm, I'm not sure but if you don't if you don't agree with me, ask yourself, it's like why knowing what he knows, knowing how he's gonna be received, knowing that this could jeopardize his livelihood, knowing now that he wasn't really famous. He wasn't a famous person. Like the other guy I don't really know too much about, but the guy whose livelihood is directly affected by him putting people's dance routines together to music, why would you come out when you've already discredited yourself that much? You making your own money, you got your life together, you got you're married, you have a kid, you're doing well in life. Why bring all this upon yourself now at this point? If you weren't really trying to prove a point. Because I always hold the victims responsible at, at some degree. As kids, I'm not holding you responsible. But as an adult, if you don't say nothing, I feel like you're enabling that person to continue to do harm. That's wholeheartedly how I feel. But I also readily admit I don't understand the psychology behind this shit because I've never been through it. So I just, I find myself in a weird spot. And I'm just interested to see how people, other people think about it. So I said what I said and I got the reaction. But it's amazing what we'll stand behind is black people not knowing shit. Not knowing 100% the whole situation. You'll argue with a motherfucker you've known your whole life. You've known your whole life about somebody who wouldn't look twice at you. 
argue about it till you're blue in the face. Even though you're black, argue till you're blue in the face about a motherfucker that never even looked your would never even look your way, and you argue about it. Cause I mean, I saw a lot of emotion in the shit that was being with the replies I got, and I'm just sitting there like, well, shit. I'm just looking at it objectively, bro. It's too close for me to call. I can't say X Y Z happened, but I also can't say it didn't happen. What I can say is, homie made a bad decision. And the parents, to me, get a lot of the blame. Because how the fuck did you, could you not know? How could you allow this shit? How could you allow this person to be around your kids to fall asleep in the same room? No, 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 no. Your ass should be in jail. But any parent that feels that was involved, that feels like Mike should have been locked up, your ass should have been right there locked up with him for child neglect. Because you handed your child off to this person. In fucking sanity. Insanity. This is abducted in plain sight level. Because in that shit, at least the girl had to run away. You took the mother, you took your kid to this motherfucker. That's even worse. But I digress. If people were just making their free throws and doing basic shit. Took the easy role, got it hand, was getting shit handed to you. Didn't, didn't go do the master the basics of fucking common sense. And make sure your child was taken care of. And now this shit come out, you all sad, whatever. And the most fucked up thing about it is, on the other guy's side, that when this other kid came out and you denied it, you discredited his whole claim. They got him looking nuts. Only for you to come out later. So I don't really have any love for the guys who came out. Don't get it fucked up. I'm not riding with them. That ain't what this is. It's just me being objective about the situation and say, hey, it's too freaky, too weird for me. I got to let it go. I got to let it go. And I hold that standard with anybody. Because somebody else brought up, well, this happens and this. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I hold that standard. If that's... If that's my homie, nah, we ain't homies no more. Not at all. Because anybody who jumped into my comments talking that shit that I've known for years, let me be at their crib. Let somebody fall asleep next to their kid in the bed. They're going to lose their damn mind, as I would, as they should. So I don't understand that. I really don't. I really, really fucking don't. But I digress, man. Value yourself, value your gifts, and value even more the shit you work for, man. Master everything that you love. At least attempt to. Work on your jumper. Work on your crossover. Work on getting to the hole. Work on your defense. Knock down your goddamn free throws. If if you don't do it for anything else, at least be ready for it. You get into a game of 21. And you score. So, goddammit, you can go back and shoot and get easy points at the line. But knock down your free throws, fam. That's it. I'm shutting it down. Y'all be easy out there, man. Uh, no playing this ride at gmail.com. No play 247 on Twitter. Capital N, lowercase o, capital P L A Y. No play 247. If you need your shit mixed, holla at me. I got a homie, man. Brooks, Brooks on the beat on Twitter. If you like music, man, newjackcitymusic.net. The homie Weeks got an album out. 
I got two albums out. NewJackCity.net, if you like that Florida-style music. And uh, if you need something mixed, my homeboy, Brooks on the Beat, who's been a guest on this podcast before, got you covered, man. I have links for um, SoundCloud for Brooks on the Beat, website for NewJackCity.net, and my personal info on the bottom. Y'all be good out there, man. Make your next day your best day. Hit the free throws, man. Get the principles aligned. Build your own personal pyramid, all that good shit. Be easy, peace.